On this episode of the Best of Bias podcast, you got me, of course, talking some pop culture. We got sports. There's no more football right now. It's just the combine. So we'll be talking mostly NBA when we get to our sports section. I'm um, talking about the standings, playoff predictions, and some some basketball stuff. And then we're going to get into some movies that are coming out, some TV shows that have come out. You know, just talk about it. Creed 3 is releasing. actually came out yesterday. Um, so you guys go see that. My brother out there making movies. And then we got The Mandalorian Episode 1. Came out, I believe, this Monday. I think the first was Monday. Um, so, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Hope you guys are in for a beautiful episode today. It's just me. No guests today, but it's just me here. Um, yeah, see the teeth? You see me blinging? You see me blinging? Uh, but, yeah, you're in for a good podcast. It's your boy, like Del Niro. It's the Best of Bias podcast. You're here. Happy Friday. Hope you enjoy your Friday after you listen to this. So listen to this first to get your day right. And then after that, you can go ahead and enjoy that Friday. But it's the Best of Bias podcast. And welcome. <laughs> welcome in. Uh, where that podcast theme song at? Right here. You know her. It's the best of, best of bias. You need to hear for. You should try us. From pop culture to the movies to unite us. It's the best of, best of bias. Your best of bias. Yeah. The best of bias. You are now listening to the Best of Bias Podcast with Lydell De Niro and Hugo Twilight. All right, welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. Thank you guys for being here. It's another Friday, another podcast, another episode of the Best of Bias Another episode where I have to try to keep these dogs tame on the side of me again. So if you see me looking to the right, that's what I'm looking at. I'm not just ignoring you guys, I promise. I don't know if I'm going to do... Yeah, I'll get that in a second. But we'll start off with some uh, NBA talk. I mean, I know I usually been doing football. Football is over now. Um, all that's really happening, like I said, is the combine. Uh, yesterday, we had D linemen and the linebackers do all their drills and stuff. Um and then today we had the DBs, safeties, and cornerbacks do their thing as well, nickels and stuff like that. Um, just some of the news from the combine, not really much going on there. It's just the number one overall pick, the supposed number one overall pick, Jalen Carter, a defensive end, I believe, from uh, Georgia. He's in some hot water for something that happened off the field. Um, he was involved in a street race with one of his teammates that resulted in one of the players dying, um, two people dying in the car. Um, this is really big because this guy's supposed to be number one overall, and he's kind of being accused of uh, reckless, uh, reckless endangerment. I think from driving and racing. At first, they didn't. I think they didn't know that he was involved in it, and they tried to lie about it and say that he wasn't involved in like anything that happened. But then people kind of found out that he was involved in a street race, and he did get some uh, misdemeanors. Um, you know, he he did get some misdemeanors after he did turn himself in for that incident, but. I don't know. I don't think this one's going to be enough to make his standings drop that much. I know I do know the Bears are the number one pick, and they don't necessarily need a quarterback. So the best, you know, their best bet would be to take the best player on the board. I don't think he necessarily slides that much for this situation, um, especially when he already got it taken care of in the you know justice system, and they gave him his like probably probation or whatever he's going to have to do, and he's going to be a football player anyway. So you probably want to, you know, just stick to the facilities, and you'll be all straight. But, um, yeah, man, it just shows, man. Don't mess up your college career. If you're a top college athlete, I would try to stay away as far away from the shenanigans as possible, especially now with the NIL. When you're getting money early, you need to know that, you know, you ain't got to be doing the hoodlum stuff, the crazy, reckless stuff that some of your friends or you used to do before you became the person of high notice you are now. 
because they will try to tear you down at the soonest convenience because not only is there people that are jealous of you, there's people that don't want to see you do well just because you are a black man in a very, very, you know, privileged situation. And they're going to try to take that privilege away from you as the best way they can, even if you're a number one prospect. So Jalen Carter, I still, you know, wish the best for him. Um, RIP to the people involved. That's really sad. That's why I don't be trying to drive fast. Cars are crazy ass, you know, ve uh, vehicles, but just modes of transportation. Um, anything could happen. It's just a big ass piece of metal that you're driving. So driving hella fast and crazy when there's other people's lives in danger has always been crazy to me. But yeah, that's all that's really happening in the NFL. So that's why I kind of wanted to talk about NBA today. Um, a lot of NBA stuff to talk about. Um, I'll try to make it fast. I'm trying to watch this Nuggets game. You know what I'm saying? They're playing the Grizzlies right now and we need this win. But mostly I just want to talk about the standings um, in the Eastern Conference because the playoffs are kind of almost here. Um, we passed the NFL, I mean, NBA All-Star Weekend. So after that, it kind of proves as more than half the season is almost over and you have like 22 games left. So it's the home stretch pretty much. So just want to talk about some of the NBA standings, some predictions, and just some NBA NBA stuff real quick. Um, again, it's probably not going to be a long episode. Um, had to struggle to get in here. Um, some personal stuff that I'm actually dealing with. I won't kind of display it to the world right now, but it's a lot going on. And I just definitely wanted to get on here and talk to y'all for a second because this is my release. I'm able to come in here and just let y'all know it's on my mind, talk to y'all, give y'all some information, and I love doing it. So um, I'm happy to get on here and talk to y'all. But you know what I'm saying? It might not be the longest time because I have to save my breath and all that. Just some dealing with some personal stuff. But um, starting with the Eastern Conference standings, I'm just going to go over the top 10 and people that are in playoff contention, maybe play in contention. Um, so starting with the Eastern Conference, we have Milwaukee in uh, first place, 47 and 17. Boston, 45 and 18 in second place. Third place, we got Philly at 40 and 21. Fifth place, we got Cleveland at 39 and 36. Surprising team this year. Donovan Mitchell doing crazy things. Uh, New York, 37 and 27 in fifth place. Julius Randle balling out five threes tonight. So he's getting off. Um, Brooklyn in six with thir th 34 and 28, which is surprising after they lost Kyrie. Ben Simmons is hurt. KD, nobody really expected him to do really well, but Michael Bridges is out there balling after he left the Suns. Him and Cam Johnson are going and showing that they're more than just utility players and they can go out there and do some things. So they are out there thanging. Uh, Miami's in seventh place, 33 and uh, 30. They're the team that's right there on the precipice of the play-in. You know what I mean? If you make, if you're in seventh through tenth, you have to play in the play-in tournament to set yourself and try to make the playoffs. So give the ninth and tenth seeds chances to actually make the playoffs as well. So, but people are in seventh and eighth right now. You know, get out of those positions and getting sixth or better, just so you can be safe from that play-in tournament. But the play-in tournament people right now for the Eastern Conference, we have Miami at 33 and 30, Atlanta at 31 and 31, Toronto at 31 and 32. And nine in ninth place, and in tenth place we have uh, Washington Wizards, twenty nine and thirty two, uh, with the Chicago Bulls creeping up on them. You know what I'm saying? So you have to stay in that top ten to be eligible to even have a chance to make the playoffs. Um, we'll talk about the Lakers in a little bit. That's what gives them a little bit of light to actually maybe be able to make the playoffs. But if I was to predict like the Eastern Conference Finals, it'd probably be one of the top three teams: Milwaukee versus Boston, Milwaukee versus Philadelphia, Philadelphia versus Boston, Philadelphia versus Milwaukee, Boston versus Milwaukee, Boston versus Philly. I think those are the cream of the crop of the Eastern Conference. The play-in tournament may be interesting, but I don't think well Toronto can make some noise. Possibly, I know Atlanta is doing well with uh, Dejounte Murray. Uh, Miami, I can't really figure them out right now. They're not playing too well, so I can. I can see them probably not making the playoffs, but people are saying in podcasts that I listen to, just because they have been there before, they have some players that, you know, are really good in crunch time, 
you know, if a game comes down to the wire, they might be able to pinch one out and uh, actually, you know, make it into the playoffs. But I don't think they're going to be much of a threat as they were in past years. Toronto, I don't know why they're so low on the standings. I don't watch too much Eastern Conference games, uh, but I do when they're playing the Nuggets. So I don't know. They have some big people on the team. Fred Van Vliet, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's a weird team. They have a bunch of size, but I'm not too sure uh, what their, you know, their, their future is going to be, especially, you know, because Nick Nurse was on a pedestal for a while, but, you know, ever since Ka- Kawhi left, they were kind of on the downtick, which, you know, when you lose a super, superstar, that's usually what happens. And Washington, I don't even know, man. I don't, I don't think they're going to make the play. Uh, make, well, they probably won't stick there. I think Chicago might pass them up for that playing spot because their team is all over the place. Bradley Beal, Kuzma, Porzingis, Gofford. I don't know. Not a lot of names on that team that make me think playoffs. So I don't know about them. But let's get to this Western Conference where all the noise is probably going to be made. In first place, of course, we got Denver. 44 and 19, five and a half point, uh, five and a half game lead over Memphis, who's in second at 38 and 23. Sacramento, surprisingly, uh, in third place, 36 and 25. Mike Brown is a coach of the year candidate. I don't know why Mike Malone is not ever th- like considered as coach of the year, no matter what kind of strides the Nuggets make, making the playoffs with only Jokic, uh, making the Western Conference Finals in the bubble, and now being the number one seed in the West with five five and a half game lead and a three time MVP. Possibly, potentially, you know, so we'll get to that in a little bit. But it's just interesting how he's not nominated as or even considered as coach of the year. It's kind of crazy to me. Uh, Phoenix at 34 and 29, just getting KD. KD started his first game was Wednesday and he's kind of getting the flow of things now. Um, they are the four seed now. Um, I don't know if they're going to actually be able to get to two seed. I don't know if they'll be able to catch uh, Memphis as possible, um, but Shit, it's possible they can catch us, but I don't think they will. They are 11 games back from us and a couple, like four or five games back from Memphis. So that should be interesting to see how they close because I know the Phoenix Suns are going to close pretty well, especially with acquiring Kevin Durant and uh, TJ Warren. And uh, actually, this these kind of places, I wrote this yesterday, so these places kind of flipped. Uh, fifth place, we got Golden State. Um, they are 33 and 30, just beat the Clippers yesterday. The Clippers, I don't know what's going on with them putting the Dallas Mavericks in seventh place. Oh, no, no, sixth place, I believe. Um, they are 32 and 31. And then in seventh place, we have the Clippers coming in at 33 and 32. Again, we don't know what's wrong with them. Uh, Kawhi actually played back-to-backs, and they're playing hard. It's just that the team just – it's a weird team. They just shut down and just give up a lot of points in the second half of games. I know we had a, you know, a, a series with them back in the day. I think it was in the bubble when we were down 3-0 and came back and beat them, it's like they don't close. They can't close. They have a bunch of good players. People uh, tout their roster as highly, you know, has a whole bunch of people on it and highly heralded, but they never really close out games or able to come together towards the end. You know what I mean? And I think that's probably because a lot of them have been load managing. Of course, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are kings of doing that. Um, so them not playing together much and them them just acquiring Russell Westbrook, it's going to take some time for them to meld, even though they don't really have it in a lot of the team's in the Western Conference are really, really close together, as you can hear by these records. So they have to get it together fast because these other teams are creeping and they do not want to be in that playing tournament. Um, we have Minnesota at eight with 32 and 32, Utah at nine with 31 and 32, and New Orleans still hanging around at 31 and 32. I don't know how they're hanging around. I think the Lakers are somewhere like 13th place, and I think they're only like two or three games out of like the sixth seed, four or five seed. Like, what? how is this happening? Like, the, the West is so close. Um with only a few games left so every game really matters you know and it just kind of surprises me when we see people like 
AD taking games off when LeBron is hurt. You know what I'm saying? LeBron hurt his foot recently. He said he heard something pop in the game that he was playing against. I forgot exactly what team he was playing. I think it might have been not Memphis, but some other team. But either way, he's hurt, and he's going to be out for three weeks. They're not even reevaluating the injury for another three weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with LeBron. But with LeBron being out, AD has to take the reins and actually take over as the number one player on the team while he's out. You know what I'm saying? And get back to the status that everybody was saying, like number five, like one of the top five players in the world. Um, but with him being hurt and being out a lot too, it's kind of diminished that, um, you know, that role and, uh, you know, connotation people had on him, negative or positive, man. It's just like people are forgetting about AD because he's never playing. So hopefully he can stay healthy and get his team into the playing tournament at least. And when LeBron gets back, Maybe they can make some noise. Hopefully they don't get the eight seed. The Warriors and the Lakers are the two teams I do not want to get the eight seed. The Warriors are doing their thing right now. But like I said, all these teams are hella close together. So anything can happen. And there's like a lot of games left. So a lot of basketball to be played. Um, But the teams that I'm worried about and my predictions for the playoffs, like I said, I already told you my predictions for the Eastern Conference. Uh, For the Western Conference, I'm hoping Denver gets some favorable matchups. But the only teams that I'm really worried about are Golden State and uh, well, Phoenix, of course, now, and uh, the Lakers. It's just that the star power that they have um, encourages referees to make calls that are going to already you know sway the game in a different direction just because the Denver Nuggets aren't as notable or have high-class stars as all these other teams. Um, I know we got the three-time MVP, potential three-time MVP, but that is you – know, the league doesn't really <laughs> – I don't know. Don't want They don't want Jokic to be the face of the league. So they're all into the KD going to the Suns thing. The Lakers, even though they're 13th seed, we talk about them every day and want them to make the playoffs and win the championship. And the Warriors were a 13th seed, making their way up to sixth seed, and everybody's thinking they're going to do everything. It's like everything we do as the different Nuggets this season, the seasons are long. And to stay the number one seed for this long and pretty much all season, it's hard to do. Um, and people still aren't giving us credit. But I think we can at least make the Western Conference Finals. Who we're going to play, I'm not too sure. But, I mean, in all reality, I would think it would be the Suns unless the Clippers kind of just get better and just – because player-wise, they have some good players to be able to make a playoff run. They're pretty deep over there on the clip uh, the Clippers side. Um, the Warriors are too, but they are kind of older and a little bit more injured more often. Um, and I mean, the Suns are injured too and old as far as, uh, KD is not super old, but he's up in his thirties. And so is, uh, Chris Paul, of course, he's like 38. So if they don't stay healthy, we don't know if they're going to actually be able to make a big playoff run either. So it's all kind of up in the air, but I'm excited for the Nuggets to be doing well and, you know, have us to have even potential to make it to the Western conference finals, the championship, um, Jokic winning MVP, us being one seed. You know, all of it is still cool, but I guess just to pay it all off and actually get the recognition that we want, we have to finish it off by winning the championship. And that's okay. I mean, it, it is hard to do. Winning the championship is hard to do. And being good and not winning the championship shouldn't necessarily specify you as not a good team. But until you win that chip, nobody's going to give you the credit. And I, and I understand it. And I understand it. And I'm hoping that this year can be that year. If not this year, we're up there now. So I'm hoping we can just keep this, uh, you know, this upper echelon play for a, a while. And just become the team that people know as being good instead of just trying to be a flash in the pan team this year that people think we are. And then people trying to make up stuff about Jokic, which I'll get into in a little bit. Let's talk about this other stuff first. But KD, um, his first couple games with the Suns, he's doing well, man. He's a, he's a bucket. Mid-range, he's always going to make his shots. He, he, he is the king of the mid-range shot. He's set, pretty much seven foot. He can shoot threes like nothing. So once he gets more ingratiated with the team, his legs gets better. His leg, his knee gets better. Um, it's probably healed now, but it's like once he gets in full 
motion with the team will start seeing him scoring these 30 and 40 point games like everybody else. That's impressive. Him him and Devin Booker together, Aiton, Chris Paul, and I don't know who else they got that's actually going to do something for him. But those four, you know, in general, their starting lineup is pretty good and can match up with a lot of the best teams in the NBA starting lineups. But after they go out, we're going to see what happens. Um, Yeah, and there's always been a lot of gripe about load management nowadays. Let me just get into this topic real quick before I go out of that and talk a little bit about John Morant. But load management... Uh, sometimes, I don't know, it is kind of a weird topic because sometimes players are really hurt and they need to sit out, but then sometimes players are just making up injuries just to sit out. And I kind of see it from the fans' perspective. Yeah, we want to see that player play. Um, we want to see uh, when they when this player comes in town, we want to see them play against our hometown team or a team that's in town that we want to see something like that. You know what I mean? Um, but for the player side of it, I get it. I mean, if you're hurt and you can't play, you can't play. But I mean, I would try to, I don't know, because it, it, it's a lot of incentives that go into it. Because if you're a player that's injured and you go in there and try to play and you don't hit your numbers, then it's like, fuck, you're fucking up your averages. But if you don't play, I kind of that kind of messes up your averages as well. But I don't know. I'm not really going to go into it like Chuck goes into it. Uh, Charles Barkley was kind of going in on players, kind of going in on KD for not being a leader. That's a whole other sub- subject. He's always been on KD's head, but... The load management thing, it's, it's an interesting topic, man. It's a very, 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 very interesting topic. Um, I'm hearing now that people, or not people, the NFLPA and the league might put in incentives in the contract to make it say, like, oh, if you play a certain amount of games, you get this certain amount of money, or um, you have to make play this certain amount of games to get your money or something like that, because it is kind of crazy, man, to see people sitting out for a long time with like a sore back miss five games with a sore back or just don't play trying to save yourself for the playoffs when you know just because your team is hella good and you can get away with the superstar not playing to get a couple of games under you know notched under your belt and you just play your good players when you want to play them strategically it's just kind of it's kind of fucked up for the fans excuse my language um but as far as the players go i feel it you got to protect your body and you want to be able to play for a long time but i do see where the fans and people the old heads are getting mad because you're making all this money and and you like 30 millions and millions of dollars and for you not to be able to take care of your body enough to play night to night 82 games in the season i think they might have shortened it um but yeah i don't know man I, I i'm not a hooper i don't have the end like you know the aching knees like these tall ass dudes be having and you know there's a lot that goes into it you know I, so i can't blame them 100 percent, but i do feel where the fans coming are coming from as a fan if I was to go to like a Warriors game out here in the Bay and then yoke against the Nuggets and then Jokic and Jamal Murray or MPJ or none of the stars are playing, I'm just sitting here watching our backups get blown out. Yeah, it would be kind of a shitty feeling, especially with the fans there just gonna be talking shit like the stars are playing. It, it's it's a lot, it's a lot. Um, but hopefully we can get something, you know, changed a little bit. Cause I'm off, like I said, I'm all for the players um, being healthy and playing to their optimum ability but it's like at the same time when it's hurting tv watching you have two teams on tv they ain't got no stars on national tv it's like you're you're losing money there and you're losing eyes on the nba so we want to be able to you know it's not always about the bottom dollar and player health should be on the forefront because they are the product and they are what we're watching out there to make your money but at the same time when you know again a little kid comes hours you know i'm saying on on a school night to watch lebron play against his local what utah jazz and then lebron doesn't play i can see where how that little kid could be hella disappointed i can see how that parent is super mad about spending all that money to see lebron james playing lebron james prices and lebron james ain't playing i, I can see it i can see all of it so 
Yeah, load management is kind of crazy. I don't think it'll ever be changed. But let's talk about a little something a little bit more serious, man. John Morant. He's been in the news a lot, of course, because he's a baller. He's a superstar basketball player. Um, you know, got his own shoe recently. Um, everybody loves him for his dunks, his 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 explosiveness. He's a really good player, um, up and coming star. But off the court, he has a lot of shit going on that he needs to clean up. Um, stories and stories and stories keep coming out about John Morant trying to be a thug, threatening people with guns, beating up people. You know what I'm saying? It's just a lot of stuff off court. Me, personally, I thought it was like a one-off thing. Somebody's just blowing a story out of proportion. But when you hear about him playing at his own home with a 17-year-old local basketball star, and they get into a fight, and then he goes into his house and pulls a gun on him, and then the 17-year-old goes and tells, you know what I'm saying? And and you get into trouble with the cops and the police because of this, and then you and your friends get in fights with, well, you get in an argument with a player from the Pacers in the game, then after the game, you go with your friends to point a infrared beam, a little laser at the team's trainers in the bus to scare them off. It's just wild. And then the story about the security guard in the mall that you threatened, and he told the police too, like, one time, okay, maybe it could be a lie. Second time, uh, maybe they're exaggerating, just trying to pile on. But three times that are solid stories, man. I'm not going to spend too long on this because I'm not in your shoes. I am not a millionaire, multi-millionaire with my own shoe and stuff like that. But common sense would kind of tell you, chill out a little bit, hire real security guards so you ain't got to have dudes that are itchy, itchy trigger fingers if they if they hit if they're shooters anyway. You don't want them to shoot nobody and be connected with you and take you down. Because, again, that's what the people want that see you, a young black man out there getting it and on the rise. They want to take that privilege away and don't give them a reason to Joe, Joe, Ja, um, you out there balling, doing your thing. Number two seed in the West right now trying to make a you know run for the championship for the playoffs. So you don't want to cost your team by being uh, suspended for no bullshit. And also, you don't want to get killed in these streets over some bullshit. We've seen a whole bunch of our young stars, especially African-American, get taken by gun violence and stupid stuff that happens in the streets. So for you to actually want to be and live that life, being an NBA superstar, multi-hundred millionaire, trying to go out there and be a thug and potentially get put in jail or even killed, that's wild, man. I think you need to calm down just a little bit. I mean, I like Ja. He's not my ultimate favorite player because, you know, there are kind of a little bit rivals Grizzlies, um, especially this year being the number two seed trying to catch us all year. I just don't want to see nothing happen to the young guy, man, because he's the next upcoming Derrick Rose AI, man. And my and my homie Damo, I mean, he was on here last time. He's a big fan of Ja Morant. A lot of young young people looking up to him as well, man. Don't try to be, you know, what you look up to, Ja. Or if you look up to the thugs out there in Memphis, I get it. But just try Just do it for the younger generation that is looking up to you and hoping to see you do great win championships and buy your shoes. You want to still have those shoes. They already took it away from one star. Don't make them take it away from you too, man. I'm, you know, I'm not hating right now. I'm just trying to give some advice and just uh, just, just chill out. Ja. Come on, brother. Uh, your pops is out there. He's He's repping for you. So proud of you out there on the court, out there stepping on the court, celebrating for you. I know your family, your sister out there balling. If anything happened to you, bro, I know they'd be devastated. You know what I mean? And you're the one that you're the breadwinner right now. You're taking care of your family. You're doing all this stuff that you need to be doing as a man when you're growing up. That's stuff you're supposed to do, and you're doing it. So just chill out. Stay away from those people. Try to get some some new a new circle. And if you have to keep those people around you, just just do it at the crib. Don't go out with them as security guards. Don't go out with them trying to threaten and beat up, beat up people. And you as well. I know you got to protect yourself, have guns and all that celebrities and stuff. I get it. I get it. I get it. But don't pull your gun on people, especially not if you're not really going to use it. Because 
And if situations where it wasn't the Pacers or the Mav or the whatever team's bench, it would have been it would have been bad. It would have been bad. So I just kind of think that you need to chill out just a little bit and do your thing, bro. Play basketball. Let's not try to be a thug. That's it. That's it, and that's all. Let's move on to Joker, man. Um, the hate for my boy is getting kind of crazy, yo. Chill out. I know y'all tired of him winning MVP, but it's like he's good. What do you want him to? See? You see that back there? You see it? You see it? MVP? You see him? Um, this whole narrative that Kendrick Perkins and everybody's trying to make up how he's stat padding just because he's averaging a triple double. It's like the stats don't lie, bro. And then Kendrick Perkins goes over there and says that he's. They're only voting for him to win MVP because he's white. Like, I don't, I don't know. The hate is kind of crazy. And I just really hope that we do very well this year just for him to solidify that if he wins MVP this year and joins the exclusive group of, I think it's uh, Wilt Chamberlain, Larry Bird, and I want to say Magic Johnson, but I'm not too sure if it's Magic Johnson. But people winning the MVP three times in a row, three times in a row. Um, it's an exclusive club and it, you know, Jokic doesn't care about none of it. He's from Serbia. He cares about uh, racing his horses. He cares about nothing related to this drama in basketball. He don't care about MVPs. He don't care about triple doubles. He wants to win the game and win a championship to solidify himself as the greats. He got one of the one of the greats. He already got the money he needed. He got the Supermax this year, $256 million for five years after, I think, already signing one contract. So he has plenty of money. He's not worried about nothing all these other players are worried about. Joel Embiid hating on him every second he gets. Every time he plays Jokic, he plays it like it's the championship. Kendrick Perkins hating every day on first take. I mean, I liked for him to, I liked him being on first take in the beginning, but all this hatred that he has for Jokic, Jokic, excuse me, dang. Jokic just for him being good. This is crazy. Joel Embiid is good. We get it. Everybody, I get it. Believe me. Joel Embiid is good. But people don't think he's as good as Jokic. He can score better than Jokic. I get it. But Jokic can do other things that help his team win. He doesn't shoot the ball 70 times and go to the free throw line 800 times like Joel Embiid does. He actually plays basketball. He takes his shots when he needs to take them. He has a great field goal percentage. Um, he passes the ball, obviously. He is already got 100 triple doubles as a player. He's only 28 years old. A lot, a lot of time to go. Um, I think he's already second in uh triple doubles as a scene uh, center you know what i'm saying he's balling and you know what i'm saying all these accolades cannot be taken away from from him and just because he's white just because he's unathletic and not as i wouldn't say unathletic not as bouncy as a lot of these superstars are in the league don't be dunking it from the free throw lines shooting super three-pointers he just plays the game the right way and it results in wins we've seen the you know the progressive elevation of his game um, and the teams that he's been playing on. He's played in the Western Conference Finals. He's played in the playoffs without any of his star players. Like, he's done everything. He's the, he, he, he was mad because, like, oh, you can't make it out of the first round. We made it out of the first round plenty of times. I think we made it out of the first round last year. Um, we played, I think, made it in Portland first round, and then second round we played the Warriors and lost. Um, and the year before that, we lost to the Suns. I think that was the first round. I don't know exactly. I don't really have a pure memory of it, but they did uh, beat us. I think it was in five, may have, been, may have gotten swept. I'm not too sure, but I think that was the year we had injured people as well. It's like, okay, this year we have a fair shot of actually winning the championship. We have a full squad added to the deficiencies we actually had. Shooters, defenders, we got uh, Reggie Jackson, uh, Thomas Bryant, solidify our backup big and a backup point guard after we traded Bones Highland. I think 
Jokic has what he needs to, uh, you know, potentially win a championship. So that's why I'm trying to get through this kind of fast so I can go watch that Memphis and uh, Nuggets game and see how they actually turn out. Because it's going to be a great game because last time Memphis smacked us with all our players. Um, but, yeah, we, we're on the verge of going to back, having a back-to-back against them. And I believe the Clippers or some bullshit like that. So, you know, some games we don't take as seriously as we should. But I think this one at home, last game we were in Memphis, you know what I mean? So this game we're at home, so I think we're going to get some payback. I think it's going to be good, man. Stop hating on Jokic. He's, I don't know why people hate him. He don't say nothing to nobody. He don't do nothing to nobody. He don't care about none of the accolades. Everybody just gives it to him. So, you know what I mean? Like, don't hate on them. Hate on everybody that's giving it to him. You know what I'm saying? But if you want to hate, just keep on hating because you're going to keep on seeing them shine. So, that's what I got to say about that. Creed 3 in theaters came out yesterday, Thursday for the early people. Today is Friday. Hope you're going to go see it today. Check that movie out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my brother Michael B. Jordan, his first uh, directorial debut, uh, debut, first sports mu- uh, movie filmed with IMAX cameras. So in the fighting scenes and stuff, you see the faces ripple, the sweat dripping. You see a you know, like pure boxing stuff. I haven't seen it yet, but um, by the time, no, actually, yeah, I'm going to see it on Sunday. So I'll have a good review for you guys um, next week, probably. Um, I'm really excited to see it. Jonathan Majors. Uh, Kang versus uh, Killmonger, you know what I'm saying? Two Marvel guys. And uh, his girl in the movie was Valkyrie. So you got three Marvel people in here trying to hold it down. I've heard some reviews already. Um, heard it was really good, especially with the IMAX cameras. Um, the drama was good. Uh, Jonathan Majors, of course, was good. People are saying this is Michael B. Jordan's best film. So I'm really interested to see it. Um, there's been a lot of promotion, a lot of promotion for the movie. So I'm kind of tired of seeing the commercials. So it's time for me to go actually go see the movie so I can see what's all, you know, hopefully I ain't seen the whole movie in the previews like they usually do. Put all the good stuff in the previews and just have you watch it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've seen this. Uh, oh, I've seen this. It kind of lets you know the pacing of the movie. It's like, okay, I haven't seen this part yet. So, you know, it's still to come. So I know how much longer in the movie I still got. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm happy they didn't do too much of showing them fighting. So we don't get spoiled on who wins. I'm sure Creed probably wins. It's not too much of a secret. But I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see that. Um, There's a lot of shit going on in the media right now about Michael B. Jordan's interview at his premiere. Um, L'Oreal, if you don't know L'Oreal, she's from uh, the Bully and the Beast podcast. I listened to that because uh, Charlemagne's homie Wax um, is actually in that podcast. So I check it out from time to time to see what Wax is talking about. I haven't seen Wax on uh, Flagrant 2 or uh, Brilliant Idiots in a while. I wonder why, but yeah, they be saying some wild shit. And I remember her actually mentioning in one podcast that she didn't like Stilo Brim. And he called Stilo, she called Stilo Brim a bitch and a whole bunch of shit like that um, for some reason, not liking him. Um, and now it kind of makes sense because I guess they went to the same high school, um, him, uh, her, and Michael B. Jordan. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of shit talking has been taking place behind the closed doors. Uh, but now... Michael B. Jordan was walking the red carpet and saw carpet and saw her standing there wanting to interview him. And she and he remember all the times back in high school where they used to call him or middle school. Actually, they used to call him corny, make fun of him and talk hella mess about him just because his name was Michael Jordan. And he would walk around with his headshot trying to become an actor and not really a gangster and, and, and not really trying to be hella cool. So people would call him corny and talk shit about him. And he remembered that at the premiere, so he brought it up during the interview while she was trying to interview him. She was like, oh, aren't you the girl that used to call me corny in middle school and make fun of me and all that? Nice to see you type shit. I actually didn't see the interview, which is kind of weird that I'm talking about it. But there's a lot of backlash. Um, I saw on the Joe Budden podcast, Joe Budden was mad. First of all, Joe Budden got some kind of gripe against Michael B. Jordan. 
that's kind of weird. Um, the people that he has beefs with kind of are kind of weird, man. A lot of people that I like, I, mean, I like listening to the Joe Budden podcast. I'm a supporter for sure, but it's like the people that he chooses to have beef with is kind of crazy. But anyways, yeah, people are talking, man, saying that Michael B. Jordan should have done that to a black woman on national TV or whatever, um, blowing her spot up and kind of making her look stupid. Um, and then bringing up the fact that he dates white girls, all that kind of stuff. They just bash Michael B. Jordan at every chance they get, um, especially now um, with him being so popular. You know what I'm saying? Especially with the Lori Harvey stuff. People make fun of him for that. But in this opportunity, he did take it to lash back at somebody that made fun of him in his past. And me being somebody, I guess, they people may have labeled corny back in the day um, because I wasn't like a like a gangster or somebody that was out there in the super no or super in the culture like everybody else was being one of those guys that came up and kind of glue up as well it's like you remember that kind of stuff the people that used to make fun of you the people used to bully you you do remember that kind of stuff and once you're able to get in a position where you can talk that shit you're bigger um in stature you know size or in popularity i feel like you should be able to talk that shit no matter who you are you know what i'm saying if a group of girls used to terrorize you in middle school every day I'm going to mention it. He didn't, I feel like he didn't do anything blatantly rude. He was just like, oh, really politely. Are you the girl that used to call me corny? And, uh, da, 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 da. and it's like, oh, hope, hope you don't think I'm corny now. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, talk your shit. Your movie just dropped. You directed it. You're starring in it. And it's supposed to be good. Um, fuck all those people that had doubted you, made fun of you, beat you up, did all this shit to you back in, back in middle school, high school. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird how people classify people as corny and 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 weirdos and nerds when they're just not like you or like the people that you like to look up to. And it's weird because once it does make that full circle change and the corny people are the people that everybody likes, who is Michael B. Jordan, the people uh, like the nerdy stuff, cartoons, anime is making a big comeback. Stuff like that, man. People that podcast, yeah, that would be considered nerdy back in the day. But now that everybody is interested in it and everybody's doing it, you know what I'm saying? It's acceptable and they moved away from making fun of those people. And But we do remember those times you guys were talking shit. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to take this opportunity, especially at my premiere, where I have an opportunity and you're trying to interview me after talking all this shit about me and my boy Stilo Brim. You definitely, because him and Stilo Brim are like best friends. So for him to talk shit on public platforms about him as well, I feel like it gave him a lot of fuel to kind of go on. And Michael B. Jordan's really professional, I feel like. So I feel like he was able to get that, uh, that, that, uh, what, what, what should I call it? That hate, you know, that reciprocated hate off very politely and he knew how to keep it going and keep it moving without making a big fret about it. But me personally, I think it made L'Oreal um, go viral for this week, you know, just for her being in the situation in, in general. Um, her podcast is hella big. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that she's not known at all, but I'm just saying, like, her being mentioned in the same sentence as Michael B. Jordan for something like this, I think will get her, you know, a cool little couple weeks of look at L'Oreal. I uh, can't believe this happened to her. And obviously it started some drama. Um, Joe Button was talking about it, posted uh on instagram about all the backlash he was probably getting on twitter about the shit that he was saying it, it was just kind of weird it's kind of like rooted in hate i wish i would knew why he didn't really like him i guess i was listening to the joe button podcast long enough because they're in like episode 600 or some shit like that um and i definitely haven't heard it all so hope maybe something happened back in the day that he hella hated him for and that's the hate coming out and every 
you know, it's a really big podcast, Joe Button and them. So every chance he gets, he kind of goes hard on Michael B. Jordan. But, you know, that's my brother. So I'm going to keep on. I'm going to keep on repping for my guy. I'm going to go check out the movie on Sunday, so I think you guys should, too. Creed 3 in your theaters now. Theater near you. Go check it out. Um, lastly here, lastly here, Mandalorian returned. Mandalorian returned. Um, how'd you guys feel about it, yo? How'd you guys feel about it? Season 3, episode 1. Uh, me, personally, I was kind of thrown off. It was 37 minutes. I expected the premiere to be at least an hour. You know you know how that goes. At least an hour. Um and it kind of just got right into shit. Like, I don't know what was going on at first. Um, I expected it to start off with Mando, but it started off with a big ass Mandalorian, like the whole, a whole bunch of Mandalorians fighting a big ass crocodile turtle monster that jumped out the water. That shit was epic. I'm not going to lie to you. It was very, 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 very epic. Uh, but for the fact that, <laughs> that it just kind of jumped into it um, and didn't really explain what was going on, where they were, why they were fighting there, it was just kind of weird. But to see Mando come through in the spaceship, spoiler alert. I'm sorry. You already know what it is. When I do these reviews, I'm going to spoil it. So if you guys don't want to hear about it, check out the theme song. Thank you for coming. But we're going to get into it a little bit more. But spoiler alert, spoiler alert. And then Mando comes with Grogu and the ship and blows up the big thing. I don't know what they were trying to do anyways. They were shooting it with regular lasers. That obviously wasn't going to work. And they tried to latch onto it and wrap it up. That's a big-ass alligator roll. Your ass is under the water, stuck on its neck. You're going to drown. What was you thinking? But I guess uh, Mando and the super ship came through with a big blast and killed the monster. Um, but yeah, they stay out of that water if there's big shit like that in there commonly. That's kind of crazy. But it is cool to see Mando back coming here being badass in the first scene. Um, but I don't know, man. I Unpopular opinion. I love the Mandalorian. I love uh, Dan Darren, Dan Jaren or whatever, you, you know, and Grogu and everybody. But I don't like that he goes and just rehashes everything that we already saw in previous seasons, met with the people that he already met with, because um, we know that he his intentions in this season are to go redeem himself for taking off his helmet. He's considered a ex something something something. I forgot the word they use for the people that take off their mask and they're like kind of excommunicated from the Mandalorians. You're not a Mandalorian anymore. Um, but to redeem himself, he has to go bathe in the waters of Mandalore, in the waters of Minnetonka. <laughs> To become a Mandalore again and a Mandalorian again and him to be forgiven for taking off his mask. So I thought that's what we were gonna start with. Um, but we just kind of go and rehash and say hi to a lot of characters that we already saw. Um sorry, names aren't gonna come right back to me, but black dude that was on that planet that they saw before, he went there to basically I forgot what he wanted to get fixed, but he got something fixed there. Um, just kind of like a reunion and saying hi, <laughs> in my opinion. The little monster things were hella funny, and Grogu was going to eat their ass. That was pretty, not eat their ass, but eat them, of course, because he always be trying to eat everything. He was hugging them. He's like, no, and that shit was kind of funny to me. That was dope. That was dope. Um, but then for him to go and just try to, um, again, it's 37 minutes, so it wasn't a lot going on, but him going to one of the Mandalorian planets and seeing Bo-Katan sitting, uh, sitting on the throne, and him having a little bit of conversation with her. I mean, it wasn't a lot, a lot that happened. You know what I mean? In 37 minutes, they just kind of whipped it by and were like, oh, the Mandalorian is back. Um, so, you know, I'm saying, I hope you guys are excited for it. Unlike a lot of the other seasons where they're like, okay, here's a lot to set up the season. And then we're going to get into like the shorter episodes throughout um, this. Yeah, 37 minutes was just like a high and by to me. 
Because like right now, I can't remember exactly everything that happened in the episode because everything happened so fast. But I am excited for the season. I'm excited to see different Mandalorians. We saw a whole bunch at the beginning of this episode. I'm excited to see all kinds of different, you know, Star Wars creatures and stuff. Star Wars was the originator of that, showing different species and all that kind of shit. Um, me seeing all these movies now, uh, Ant-Man, Avatar, all this other stuff that's kind of trying to bite off their creature creation and do all their copy off their landmark stuff. It, 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 it's entering it entering interesting um seeing the sets was pretty cool too because i was just at disneyland at the star wars kind of like uh area there and it looked just like it it was dope i felt like i've been there before so that was epic to me um i want to see what's going on with grogu i want to see him actually do something this season um i thought we would actually see him get a little bit bigger but i guess those uh yoda type creatures age really slow and grow really slow um <laughs> But it is dope how he just glides around everywhere, and he can help Mandalo. He can help uh, Mando whenever he uh, gets in super trouble because he has the Force. Um, I'm excited to see if he becomes like a Jedi and a Mandalorian because we saw that predicament he had to choose at the la end of last season, that where he has to either choose the chainmail or the lightsaber. You know what I mean? So I want to see what happens in this instance because he's probably going to be one of the first. Jedi Mandalorians, which is probably going to be pretty dope to see. So I hope that develops throughout the season. Me personally, I hope we get some more Boba Fett in this too. Um, people didn't really like his season. So I mean, for him to actually be in the Mandalorian, I think people put, uh, you know, put it back in their high graces. I know they had to put episodes of the Mandalorian in the Boba Fett show for us to actually enjoy it. But maybe he can just be in some cameos in this. We see Phoenix Shan. We see some Ahsoka because our TV show is coming out. So I'm excited to see that. I'm definitely excited for the ah Ahsoka show. But Mando, I'm really excited to see what he gets um, what he gets going. That minefield scene was pretty dope. It was pretty dope, actually. Um, that boy's ship goes... Uh, when he's running away from people, he'd be out. Actually, with Asteroids. I'm thinking of a different uh, movie. I'm thinking of Guardians of the Galaxy when he's trying to navigate through the minefield. But... Yeah, seeing his ship, because we saw in last uh, season, his ship is like one of the fastest ships because they put like a big ass engine and a small ass, sh like a speeder. So he's able to ju uh, jump into hyperspace and he can outrun X fighters and shit like that. But yeah, it was a really interesting episode. But again, it was really short. I recommend everybody goes and checks it out. Disney Plus, first episode's out. Um, the second episode should be out very, very soon. I think Monday or Tuesday it came out. Whatever day March 1st was, that's when, you know, you know what to do. Uh, but yeah, that's all I really had. I had a closing question. Um, I, my friend at work actually hit me with this interesting statement. She was like, if you have a business that sells $300 worth of a product every day for a year, with a whole bunch of savings, you have to save every penny and stuff like that, you could become a millionaire. Uh, $300, uh, $300 products every day for the rest of the year, for 365 days in a year, you can become a millionaire. Hmm. What do you think you would have to sell to become that millionaire? I want you guys to, to ponder on that. It may be an easy question to some, but I want to know what you would choose, man. I know drugs are an easy choice for a lot of people, but <laughs> um, I don't know, man. If it was just a basic product, if you uh, were a mom and pop and you served one product and you were able to make enough money to make a million dollars in one year, so just $300 worth of it. This whole thing may not make sense because I didn't do too much research on it. <laughs> she just told me, and I was like, huh, maybe that's true. But hey, what product would you sell?
<laughs> Thank you guys for being here today. It's a short episode, I know, but I had to get some stuff off my chest about the NBA. Um, Creed 3 is out today. Go check it out. Um, go support, go support, go see it once, go see it twice with your girl. Um, the Mandalorian season three is out. Go check that out. Of course, go watch Your Honor. I'm gonna go on a rampage of shows to watch right now. Your Honor, BMF, Snowfall just dropped. Snowfall season six, I think, is out right now. And there's about four or three episodes out now. So go check that out. Snowfall just dropped. Uh, Mayor of Kingstown, of course, go check that out. And everybody send their prayers to Jeremy Renner, of course. Um, with the accident that he did have, man, yeah. And um, what else we got out there? It's pretty popping on TV. Abbott Elementary, of course. Um, but that's about it, man. Uh, this is the part of the episode where I like to let them know where you can find me at. You know me already, so you know you can find me at uh, on the Instagram sac underscore lydell on the Snapchat Patrick underscore lydell. If you're looking for anything podcast related, just type in the Best of Bias podcast, and you'll check out the website. But type in it. The best of bias podcast, um, the best of bias.com actually, and then on the YouTube is the best of bias podcast. You'll see Growly, you know, what I'm saying sitting there, click on him. I got a hundred and something videos on there of all the episodes. If you're not an audio listener, if you rather go ahead and get it done on the um, on the YouTubes, the YouTube episodes come out a little bit later than the actual audio, so um, you have to wait a little bit if you want to just watch it on the YouTubes. But anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, at Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, and of course the YouTubes, you can find it all there. The audio obviously comes out first. If you guys have been here for a while, you know that. And then we get an uh, AKA cooks the video up for us, and then we put it out a couple of days later. Um, go like, subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Uh, hit that bell so you get the notifications when the uh, episodes do drop. We drop clips on there as well. If you don't want to listen to the whole episode, if there's like points of interest you want to listen to, we get that on there. Um, we're going to start getting timestamps on there as well, but I'm not trying to overwork AKA too hard because I know he is working hella hard out there in uh, Indianapolis. So we're going to try to get it all done in the merch, man. We got merch all over the place. We're about to start doing uh, doggy bandanas um, for your puppies. You know what I'm saying? Your dogs, your, your man's best friend. We're about to get those going. Still got buckets, still got dads, still got beanies, still got truckers, um, and still got a bunch of t-shirts. So if you um, are interested, hit me up. I know you guys have been dig digging the swag. I've been, you know, entrepreneur in it for a while now. I try not to wear any other hats besides like my teams, my favorite teams. I try to uh, just wear my merch. But if you guys like it, if you guys are feeling it, um, we got a bunch left. Hit me up on the Instagram, hit me up on the Twitters, hit me up on the Snapchat, hit me up on the website. Anywhere you want, we can get it going. Uh, well, you know, fairly reasonable prices. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to break y'all pockets, but you know, support the boy. Um, get these merch, all this merch with Growly on it, and support the Best of Bias podcast, your favorite podcast. But for now, we are out of here. We're about to see if the Nuggets can pull this game off. Or we can win. It's maybe some of my sports bets go through. Um, but yeah, it's the Best of Bias podcast. Slide down the narrow. And thank you guys for coming. Happy Friday. I love y'all. Yeah. It's the best, uh, best of bias. You need the earful. You should try us. From pop culture to the movies to Unitas. It's the best, uh, best of bias. Yeah.